Hey everyone, welcome to the newest episode of On That Note with Parker Whirling. Today's guest joins me from La Mirada, California. They're an all-girl punk rock trio with a new single called Take Me Away out right now on Spotify and Apple Music. It's the second song that they've released since their sophomore album, The Dream and the Deception. Before we get started, please make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And on that note, please welcome the Aqua Dolls. Awesome. Well, Melissa Brooks from the Aqua Dolls, thank you for joining me today on an episode of On That Note. I uh, wanted to get this started because I was doing some research right before this interview, and the first question that I thought of that I felt like I had to ask you right off the bat was, what was the first thing you did to celebrate when you found out that you weren't going to be on that bad label contract a couple of years ago? I celebrated by releasing The Dream and the Deception. Hell yeah, which is an amazing album. Thank you. <laughs> what was it like uh, getting off of that and then starting your own record label, Aqua Babe Records, and self-releasing this? Uh, it wasn't a label deal, actually. It was a management deal. Okay. But, um, but yeah, once I got out of that, um, I was recording the whole time secretly, like learning how to produce and stuff. And then as soon as that cleared up i just dropped it and uh freaking awesome (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is freaking awesome what did you learn any lessons from you know writing recording and producing this whole thing by yourself yes i learned everything from scratch like i didn't know anything about anything and was just going off of youtube tutorials learning how to produce on GarageBand and at the time, I still, I didn't know what I was doing. I thought to mix a song, you had to throw like five compressors on each track and like blow out the sound. And then like, I, I just, I didn't know how to mix at all. <laughs> but that's what ended up coming out on Spotify just because I was excited. And it had been five years since the band's last album. And I was just really itching to get something out so that's what happened and then I ended up remastering it um, a year later for the CD release um, but yeah the YouTube tutorials honestly really come through I don't think a lot of people uh, think about that but it's kind of slept on like there's so many ways to to learn GarageBand or Logic or Ableton and YouTube tutorials like are a go-to for me the school of YouTube never fails truly and it's free I mean, free school who needs college just go to YouTube. Exactly. <laughs> so now that you have your own record label and you started it two years ago, has your perspective on labels in general changed? I don't know. I, As of right now, I like being independent just because I can release music whenever I want to. There's no rules. And maybe in the future, I could be down to sign to a label, but, like, I haven't, like, found anything (laughs) that I really want to do other than just do it independent right now, just because I've been on a roll dropping stuff, so. Speaking of on a roll, you released uh, Take Me Away, your newest single, on October 9th, and uh, it's a great song. What was the writing and recording process for that? Was it different at all compared to uh, The Dream and the Deception? so different i mean one the dream of the deception was my solo like me just playing every instrument and doing that all on my own and then um my bandmates jackie and kayla joined probably 
a few months after that, I want to say, um, after I started recording that at least. And then for Take Me Away, it it took like six months almost, I want to say, to actually record it just because of coronavirus. We had the idea, I mean, we've been playing Take Me Away, like we always covered it on our tours like last year. And um, we thought it would be fun to cover it and like record it for real because we did a TikTok and then like the TikTok of like the 15 second clip of us playing it, it went viral. It got like half half a million views or something, which was like crazy because I like wasn't big on TikTok or anything. I had like a couple hundred followers and then somehow like it blew up for us and I was like, okay, we need to hop on this and we need to like do a legit cover. And um, just with like social distancing and stuff, it was really hard at the beginning of lockdown to meet up and we were kind of emailing back and forth and Kayla was emailing her bass lines and I was doing my guitar stuff but the hard part was Jackie's drums and it took a few months to figure out how to get them recorded because I only have this microphone and I've never recorded live drums in my life so we did quite a few trial and errors all were airs, none of them worked out, and then she had a friend that helped her record the drums, and then he sent the stems over to me, and then I did my magic and added some, like, synths and stuff like that, but um, it finally came together in, like, September, and then we did, like, the little music video for it in October. Drums are such a beast to record, it's not easy so at hard. All. No, there's like 10 different, I don't even know anything about drums, but there's like 10 different pieces you have to microphone. I'm like, I have this one. I sing and I program drums. I don't know how to record drums, but um, her friend came through. So yeah, that was cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, For the drums, do you remember if they had multiple uh, mics? Do you remember what the setup was? No, I think they only had two microphones, honestly, because he sent me like everything all in one and I was like can you send the stems like individually and he was like no this is it (laughs) (laughs) figure it out it's not super clean it's not as clean as I as we all wanted it to be but we recorded this on a budget for free with friends and ourselves so that's how it ended up being right I think that is such a blessing for anyone but especially you guys like the sound that you guys have created so far sticks out regardless of like how clean everything is you know it's punk rock it doesn't have to be crystal clear and the rock just comes through in all your songs honestly thank you just I love to rock I was watching your rockumentary before this show and uh oh my god I was watching it the other day too and I was crying just reliving (laughs) all those amazing moments it made me want to go on tour with you guys you should come. You're more than welcome to next time. I'll just come be a groupie. Yeah, please. We would love that. (laughs) I would love to. What do you miss most about touring? Oh God, everything. I miss all of the grimy, dirty bits and I love, and I miss all of the great bits. I miss the people. First of all, first and foremost, I miss performing for human people. Like I've been doing, um, these zoom shows every, every other Saturday night I DJ on zoom for subculture party. And it's really rad because there's like over 300 people usually that come and you can see them all on their little screen. But 
I miss the real life interaction. I miss the moshing and the sweating and the crowd surfing and all of that good stuff. That is something I really miss. And I miss like meeting people and like traveling and getting to interact and see the different types of people that show up and meeting them. That's definitely the most favorite part for me that I miss. And it's been really weird in this apocalyptic universe we live in now. (laughs) You can't really replace that genuine human interaction with Zoom calls, you know what I mean? But you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I'm doing what I can do. I'm doing all I can do right now. (laughs) But yeah, I definitely miss all the people and the humans. Do you have any advice or just interesting lessons you learned on tour that you would give to other musicians to be like, if you're going on your first tour, Make sure to do this or don't do that. Sleep as much as you can. It's very Mm. hard to get sleep. Um, You're going to be in a van for many, many hours every day. I think we were in a van. Sometimes, like, we would be in a different state almost every single day. And, um, yeah, I would say about six to eight hours every day in a van. So make sure you can stretch, get out of the car and stretch in between uh, when you get rest stops try to eat healthy it's really hard i'm not gonna lie i did eat burger king two to three times a day because sometimes that's all that there is when you're on the road but maybe like try to bring healthy snacks or something uh and do it with people you love that's the best part of it really is doing it with people you love because you're going to be stuck with them for days on days in a tiny little van Mm-hmm. That's why I'm blessed that I have I had my sisters there with me because <laughs> we got Shout there out. together. Shout out to Kayla and Jackie and your managers. I saw the the road yoga. I was like, man, that looks amazing. That looks so fun. Yeah, we uh, like to be completely honest with you, we only did that because this brand Sanook was sponsoring the video and put it together. And our tour manager JC is a yoga instructor. So they like kind of, oops, they kind of hit us up to do a collaboration with her and have her like do yoga on the road with us. We, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't really do yoga at all. um, You guys looked like you know, you knew what you were doing though. (laughs) We're great actors. (laughs) (laughs) You fooled me. Yeah. um, I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll do like a yoga stretch in the morning. It's very rare that I do, but it was very helpful and good to do those stretches like it wasn't a lie. Like, it did feel good to get out of the van and stretch. Um, when we didn't have JC on tour with us, like, the leg after that, like, the 2020 tour, we did not stretch. We did not do shit. <laughs> we didn't do anything. Did your body feel completely different? You're like, God, I feel so old. Yes, it was bad. I was in so much pain, and, like, we should have done it. We should have taken our own advice that we gave in our documentary. Well, shout out to JC for leading you guys in a nice uh, yoga session. Big shout out to JC. Um, she's still doing her yoga stuff on Instagram too. So go off, legend. Go off. So because it's Christmas time, I have to ask about Mrs. Claus, your punk rock Christmas song. Uh, I'm going to be jamming it all month. There's no doubt. But one question I had was when you were writing it, did you know it was going to be a Christmas song or did the lyrics kind of come as it happened you know what I mean you're like oh I guess this could be a Christmas song um I wanted to make a Christmas song to put out and um there isn't any 
LGBTQ plus songs that are about Christmas and I was like I want to make a song for Mrs. Claus because no one ever writes a song for her so it was about Santa and I'm like dang like what if Santa's out and I'm trying to hit Mrs. Claus like you know what I mean so that's you that's that you what up I text wrote. yep I sent the you up text as soon as Santa gets on that sleigh I'm like hey are the elves in bed but, <laughs> but um yeah I don't know you need to do a music video for that one <laughs> maybe we're gonna i think we're gonna play it um for a christmas live stream but we haven't even practiced it so i'm not sure <laughs> man who needs to practice yeah it's very rare like we it's been really rough like um we i feel like we see each other like once a month or once every couple of weeks just because covid has been so hard and kayla has been working a lot she got a job at a coffee shop and she's been grinding so hard i'm so proud of her um but and Jackie's been working too and I've just been working from home on my solo music and just like the busiest I've ever been but um oh, yeah <laughs> we're going I think we're going to get together on Wednesday and practice and jam nice yeah it's definitely made it harder for musicians to one get together and actually rehearse and you know also meet the fans and make those gen- genuine interactions but uh it's kind of in my opinion, put everyone back at zero and it forces you to be creative in different ways. Like now you guys are doing these live stream shows and I think it's given people a lot of time to to listen to podcasts and just like explore a little bit more. And that's kind of how I found out about you guys through Chad's home. So shout out to Home of Chad's. At oh, home cool. Chad's. Shout out to Chad. Yes. Yeah, it was a great, great show. I love that you guys got to perform acoustically too. It was awesome. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I've never done, or none of us had ever done an acoustic show like that ever in our lives. So that was really different and cool to do. And Chad is so sweet. And Kayla just told me that he came into her work like a couple days ago. So uh, shout out to Chad. Shout out to Chad. What was the experience like having to convert your pretty punk rock songs into this acoustic set? I mean, Jackie had to buy a cajon and then Kayla had to buy an acoustic bass like for it so it's a pretty good excuse to go buy some more gear really yeah exactly and um I borrowed Kayla's boyfriend's acoustic guitar because I have one but the action is so high and like it wouldn't have sounded good so I borrowed one from a from a friend but uh yeah I don't know we we rehearsed quite a few times just wanted to make sure it sounded as full as possible with no pedals and whatnot and just Um, We practiced our harmonies and, like, focus more on, like, vocal stuff. Well, that's going to take us over to the last five here. I'm just going to ask you five quick questions, and then we'll be done. Okay. So question number one is in the studio or playing live? Uh, Live. Live. I had a feel. I mean, I already knew what it was before I asked you, but I just, I had to get it out there. But I do love recording, and I've been doing that a lot lately. So uh, both. Why not? Sorry. What's your favorite po- <laughs> What's your favorite part about recording? Cuz I know your favorite part about playing live now. My favorite part about recording is making something from scratch and not really knowing where you're going to go with it, but um freestyling lyrics. That's always fun for me too, just like getting whatever I want to get off my chest, saying it into the microphone. Maybe it'll sound good, maybe it won't, but it's trial and error. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. Sometimes you just have to like say noises or like make noises with your mouth to figure out what the lyrics are going to be. Like I can't just 
typically write like a poem and then be like, let's put music to this. But that's cool when people can do that. Question number two is, who's your dream artist or producer to work with? Dylan Brady from 100 Gex. I wrote down 100 Gex that that's who you should work with if I had to guess. Okay, so fun story. I know it's a short question, but I I did a remix of their song Ringtone last summer, and it was like one of the first remixes that I ever put out. And they like reposted it and stuff on their SoundCloud and were like showing me love. Oh, no way. That's amazing. And this February pre- corona i went to an austin powers themed bar and dylan brady was doing a dj set and we like bumped into each other and he like mentioned recording the aqua dolls and i was like yes we exchanged numbers and then i was like okay hey uh i'm down to record but we have to do it either this week or three months from now because i'm gonna be on tour for the next 90 days and i was and then we just, like, didn't link. And then Corona happened. And then the tour never happened. And then he started working with Charlie XCX and stuff. And then, yeah. Holy shit. Well, <laughs> that's amazing. But, but hopefully we can cross paths and work on something together. That would be rad. Yeah. I think the universe is making it happen, you know. Who knows when the right time will be, but it will happen. Yes. I already have, like all of the 100 Gex, like, sample packs, and I've been using, like, all the drums and stuff for my solo music. <laughs> so, kind of already collab, but not, like, officially. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, we're waiting for the official one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would love that someday. So, question number three is, what's on your musical rotation right now? Honestly, I mostly just play hyperpop. Yeah. I, I play, like, a lot of Food House, Story and Electra, Charlie XCX, um... Charlie XCX is sick. Uh, a previous on that note guest, Elio. I didn't know until after uh, I asked her to come on the show that her manager is Charlie XCX and like kind of her mentor. Oh. And I was like, holy shit, that's so cool. That's so interesting. I had a feeling Charlie was managing more than one artist because I know that she's managing this band Nasty Cherry. And I was like, I feel like she's doing more than that. So go off. We love, yeah. a, we love a musician, manager, producer, do-it-all, executive legend. We stand. She's a queen, really. Absolutely. I've, been, I've loved her since 2013. Do you have a favorite album or project of hers? No, but I love all of them. And <laughs> I, can't, I can't pick. Every one of them has like a special time in my life, like when like each thing came out i can't pick i'm sorry maybe vroom vroom album that was like changed pop music forever but mm -hmm. um all of it is so good i don't know i love her newest one how i'm feeling right now uh it's so seven, good seven years just hits me so hard when it comes on yes i love that album so much and that was a big reason um why i put out like my first mixtape and like started dropping solo stuff this year because she was going on zoom and instagram live and like showing the making of her album and that was so fascinating to me seeing that her process was so raw and she was showing it to the world and I was like oh my god I want to do that that's rad so then I started twitch streaming and like recording on twitch and stuff and then that was like some of the first stuff I put out back in April it's so interesting that musicians and artists are being so much more open right now with their process because I mean even a few years ago the idea of like 
you know, ruining your secrets and showing how you made a song would be like, you know, blasphemy to especially like labels. You know, I feel like they wouldn't want you to do that because it might tarnish your, uh, uh, your status as like a, you know, a celebrity. But nowadays, like people just want to know, you know, they want to know you, they want to get to know your process. And that's so cool. And there's so many artists that are aspiring and want to do stuff. And I feel like when artists like Charlie XCX go live and they show their process, it inspires people like it inspired me. And I'm sure it inspired so many others to to just like try shit out and um, try working with other people online. And that that has been a really big thing that I never had done ever in my life until this year was um, collaborate with different artists via email and like me recording in my room with this little microphone and then bouncing stems and then getting emails back and forth and then they become beautiful songs. It's so wild to me. Um, and I'm just really grateful for the internet. So it's been weird with coronavirus, like being at home, but I'm also very grateful for that. Um, I've been able to record and collaborate with so many different people from around the world that I wouldn't have been able to do had it been lockdown. It's amazing what we can do with the technology at our fingertips. And there's not really an excuse to uh, to not make your art or not be creative. It's like we have so much opportunity, even if all you have is like, you know, an iPhone. You have GarageBand on there. You have email so you can do stems. I mean, Instagram so you can start basically, you know, a hub for people to go to. It's it's pretty amazing. Totally, totally. So question number four is, what do you think is a perfect album front to back? Oh my God, I need to open up Spotify. I don't know. Do uh, it. What have I been listening to? Oh, okay. Well, Dorian Electra's My Agenda is a perfect album front to back. No skips. Every song is so good, so powerful, so just produced so well. Um, I've been listening to that a lot lately. The Food House album has no skips at all. It's so good. So upbeat. Makes me feel like I'm dancing in a rave. And then Sorry for Being Famous, Alice Gas is another no skip album for me. I don't know that last one. I've heard of, you know, I know Dorian Electra and Food House, but I don't know who that third artist is. Um, They're, they're from Texas. They're like pretty new. I mean, I think they came out, like started putting stuff out last year, but I just discovered them like when quarantine was starting and became obsessed (laughs) what's the name of the band alice gas it's one person alice gas cool is that like hyper pop stuff as well yeah like like very like dance reminiscent of early 2000s or even like mid 2000s myspace revival like almost i'll have to go check it out I love uh, Career Boy by Dorian Electra. I think that's a great fucking song. Career Boy. Yes. The music video is so good. They always have such good visuals. Yeah. Too. Yes. The music video is sick. I forgot about that. <laughs> they always smash like glasses on their head. And, like every video, it's like a different kind of glass being smashed. I don't know. I love it. Great. <laughs> Shout out. That's rock and roll. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, very. Last question is before we get out of here. If you could put together the ultimate all-girl punk supergroup, who would be in it? Am I going to ruin my thing if I turn my camera? No, not okay. at all. Okay. Okay, so... Who, who do we got here? What, we got Gwen Stefani. Nice. Gwen, that's perfect. She's an icon. 
So we're going to get her. Um, we're going to get Joan Jett on guitar. We're going to get... I mean, I have to be in it too. Fuck. We're going to get the, the Aqua Dolls have to be in it. Obviously. Obviously. Aqua Dolls will be the backing band. We'll have me, Jackie, and Kayla do the backing music. Gwen will sing. Joan Jett will do lead guitar because I... I do a mean rhythm, but I'm still learning my shredding, and I think Joan will be a great shredder. Um, who else? We should get someone on, like, beats. Who's going to do the beats? Grimes. We'll get Grimes on the beats. Whoa. Yes. Yes. I like this. Yeah. And then um, one more for vibes. One more for vibes. Who's going to be the vibes? One I thought was Patti Smith. You can... Oh. That's Kay- that's Kayla's girl. That's really? Kayla's girl. She loves Patty Smith. I have um Just Kids the book. It's I only have literally two books and one of them is Patty Smith's book. <laughs> I I just started listening to a few songs recently cuz I realized that I had never gone down her uh, discography and she's sick. She's so good and she was doing this shit in like you know like the early early 80s. Yes. Yes, yeah, her story is really rad, but um yeah, let's get some spoken word from um, Patty. I love it. Yeah, this sounds like a great super group. I would go see you guys. Thank you. Me too. Uh, 2021. Well, you, you would be in it. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> 2021. <laughs> let's do it. Awesome. Well, Melissa Brooks from the Aqua Dolls, thank you for coming on the show on that note, talking with me about your music. Everybody needs to go listen to your newest song, Take Me Away, which is out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or this is on apple podcast but on uh, apple music all that good stuff and uh, i'll talk to you later thanks again for coming on seriously absolutely thanks for having me thank you again for joining me for another episode of on that note with parker whirling if you haven't yet please make sure to like and subscribe on youtube and apple podcasts and you can even leave a comment down below to let me know who you're listening to on that note I'll see you guys next time. Here we go again. Stay-